Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Uh, today is January the 4th. January the 4th? <laughs> At like, it says 4.45 on my phone. It's fucking early as shit. Um, and I'm out here. I'm already at work. I just, I had a, um, for my work, you know, do construction. And I'm up in a area where I have to pass these... They're called truck scales, but what they really are is truck checkpoints. They're not really scales. So these checkpoints, uh, when they're open, they um, you're supposed to stop. You're supposed to stop, and California Highway Patrol uh, has the right, I guess, once you're stopped right there, to inspect your entire fucking vehicle and at their leisure tie you up for hours on end and then hit you and slap you should they find anything with a big ass ticket of sorts could be tires are no good could be faulty lights it could be air leaks could be anything now the reason I my vehicle is fairly what I would think fairly up to date I don't have any air leaks and tires in good condition but if anybody knows you know when you get pulled over by the police 90% of the time you're walking away with a ticket I would even say 95% of the time you're walking away with a ticket don't matter for they'll find something you know what I mean so at these truck checkpoints, these truck scales, should you stop in them like you're supposed to when they're open, when when you, you know when you pass through, and they pull you over to the side, which is a high probability, um, because they they're looking for people that they don't normally see. They like a Walmart truck that sends Walmart sends two hundred trucks a day through them. Um, and all of the Walmart's shit is like brand new. They, they just wave them by. But me, they don't. They've never seen my truck. They've never seen this. They've never seen that. They most likely would jam me up, and I would be walking away with a ticket that either I would have to go to court for, or be flat out just jam me up. So, in order to bypass all that um, I know that these truck checkpoints are closed I think from like 6.30 in the morning maybe 7 they open up so if you just get up earlier and you just go around them then you don't got much to worry about as a matter of fact you don't got anything to worry about you can just pretty much Avoid the whole headache by going around. No, you don't go around. I, I don't go around, but I just get up earlier and avoid it. There's no reason to uh, deal with all that nonsense. You know, first thing in the morning and fuck up my whole week. So I'm up here early, chilling right now in the truck 
rest that's up here where I'm working it's actually a truck stop a truck like a big truck stop place so I'm just right here chilling I'm gonna wait here till about I guess it's 445 I'll be here till like about 7 before I get rolling maybe 730 grab me some breakfast somewhere there's a Wendy's around here uh, the gas the truck gas station food isn't too shabby either because there's a lot of truckers here so you get more than your average like gas station food you know which would be and I don't know where where you guys go to go get gas or but like if you go to 7-eleven like it's small you're you got most of your cookies and snacks there and they have like a a little section of like healthy stuff but this one is a little bit bigger than that or actually like double the size maybe triple the size bigger than your regular guy and they have triple the options for food so they do actually have food that's not totally rank and disgusting and they do have all your favorite snacks plus juices chocolate milks hot chocolate coffee and all that so i might bounce up in there maybe like around seven get me something and then then head out to my actual job um, but anyways uh, i got a couple things we're going to talk about this episode and i know i haven't been i did one just before christmas and then christmas happened and then new year's happened so it's been a little bit since i did an episode but uh Christmas was just Christmas. I didn't get much for Christmas. I didn't even do anything, really. I think I got some socks. I didn't do much, really, for Christmas. I mean, we're still... We're still in the thick of COVID. And now we're playing the waiting game. And the waiting game is... Waiting for this fucking vaccine to, so that everybody can get it, which hopefully they're saying by like April or May, I think is the timeline. But I don't really know. There's there's so much that you don't know about getting this fucking vaccine, and not that I don't believe that the fucking vaccine is gonna, I'm gonna fucking get it and fucking have some sort of allergic reaction or a fucking chip implanted into me or some bullshit. But I don't really know. When the fuck I'm supposed to be able to get... I don't know. They, they haven't said. Uh, from what I know... Doctors got it already. And... Like law enforcement. I think firefighters. But then like... Supposedly... Older people can go get it. And then I heard it was a two dose thing. And I, I didn't know that. I thought it was like one dose. And then... I mean... I don't know who's supposed to be giving the fucking thing out. Is it you supposed to sign go to Kaiser or you know or you go to your local medical branch? I mean, I don't know. Like I, I honestly I'm barely figuring out after all this time the COVID testing sites. Some of them are free, some of them but I think you have to drive up to them and and I haven't ever got COVID tested because I have been fucking social distancing from every fucking body. And on top of that, um, I don't, I have not felt sick or had any symptoms at all. Uh, 
and nor have nor has anybody in my close proximity have come down with COVID or COVID-like symptoms. So, nobody that I know, nobody, absolutely nobody, everybody that I've known that has tested has tested negative. I haven't had anybody really in this whole time been really, really sick and that perhaps may have had COVID. This is not the case. So, but I don't really know where to go and get the vaccine. They haven't said, you know, because I'm assuming if they if it gets to around the time I can go get it, then I mean everybody can get it. And is there just a mad dash? Are they doing like a thousand or ten thousand um, vaccinations a day? And they can only there's only, I mean I don't know. So that's why I don't like. There's a big. This is where the Trump administration is so fucking just like it's so bad. It's so bad. Like nobody really knows. So this operate operation warp speed was what? Like nobody there's not even a fucking plan behind it. There really isn't. And you know, people are around here in California now. It's starting to get kind of bad now. Uh, we didn't get hit with it initially, and then it kind of started trickling in. And now it's like, I think all our hospitals are fucking crammed to the max with no capacity. And a lot of people are going to say that that's fake and these hospitals are open or not. But uh, I've heard on KFI radio... Um, Pasadena has seen like 10 people die a day from COVID in their own and they have their own medical thing and that the hospital is like trying to stop and that's from their own city um LA County their hospitals are zero capacity Orange County hospitals at zero zero capacity Riverside and San Bernardino don't have enough capacity to handle any more people dying COVID and a lot of people are going to say well you know um, it there's like less than half a percent or whatever but here in California there's 34 million people 35 million people something like that there's probably I would even say there's probably in the neighborhood of 20,000 hospitals but you got to imagine those hospitals run at somewhere around the line of 50% capacity. You know, just average, just the normal for the motherfucker that breaks his leg or whatever, gets into a car accident, gets shot, um, has cancer, diabetes or whatever. So the hospitals already run at a certain volume, you know, because if they run at less than that volume, they're not making profit. And they don't run at max because... You know, it's a hospital. You don't want to be maxed out on taking patients. But they run, I want to say, like 50, 60% volume normally. And then you just start chucking in there people that can't breathe. Okay, five people here, 10 people there. You start all of a sudden start ticking up the volume. The volume got ramped up. And lo and behold, um, from what I understand on KFI, that the problem is not that they 
can't help everybody. It's just there's not enough medical people to just because it's been nonstop. People with COVID, it's been nonstop since March of last year or whatever, April. It just it's been nonstop. There's not enough people. So these hospitals are now at capacity both with body percentage and also medical people that medical professionals and actually supplies as well I think so but whatever the the vaccine is coming so um, I don't remember why I was talking about that but Besides all that, you know, I didn't do much for Christmas. I mean, it was it was a merry Christmas. I mean, I watched basketball, um, had some food, and I just kind of stood in. And then for New Year's, uh, I went over to my neighbor's house. We were chilling, drinking, having some beer, um, sitting around a fire you know and my new year's resolution I mean it's kind of been my goal since last year is now to buy a home which you know I've been really looking into and really it's been really on my mind that I I'm now able to do something along those lines to get a house and invest in myself for my future um I feel if I buy a home, I can still stay at the home I'm at now. But I think if I buy a home, I can be there three or four or five days a week, come back, you know, to my house right now, get away from... Because I plan on... My goal is to get a home. I've been eyeballing a couple of areas around where I live. Not exactly where I live, but where I live. Uh, I've been scouting the prices and I've been figuring out how much I need to do all of this and what I want to do is get a home with like three to four bedrooms two baths hopefully and I want to stick two renters in there they're going rate for rent is about six to seven hundred right now per room uh, per in a home so if I get if I get a house with four bedrooms which is what I'm really four bedrooms two baths or something along those lines three bedrooms two baths I can stay in one room and I can rent out the other two and the reason I would be staying in one with two renters is I, I want to the house is going to probably be a fixer-upper because I think I can I can fix up the entire outside of the house and you know it would just be the inside of the house is what I would need to really maybe pay somebody to come and remodel or do things like like the cabinets or perhaps you know the painting of the room or removing the popcorn ceiling something along those lines um but if I can get a house at a certain price I'm looking around 350 to 400 the payment should be 13 to 1400 so the renters should pretty much covered the mortgage of the house 
while I stay at one. But I mean, I wouldn't be there the whole time because I'm feeling like, you know, they need a little bit of privacy. I need a little bit of privacy. Um, but I, I want to stay there so that way I can work and maintain the house, check mail, things of the nature, making sure these clowns aren't destroying the house. Uh, and I plan on having the renters there if the way things going now, I feel like I would I would love to have renters there for at least two years to recoup the money I would have to spend for an initial down payment. Um, and until set, and I would honestly would have them there until set time is I can feel comfortable paying the mortgage all on my own which I would it's not that I'm not comfortable but I got some things on I really need to finish paying off one of these vehicles that gets paid off this year in September my one truck I have one piece of equipment that's 700 bucks and I have a vehicle one vehicle that's uh, 400 bucks so once I get paid off with either the this truck and also perhaps maybe the vehicle and I just got like one major thing on credit. Then I can feel, but I think uh, sometime 2022, I should have all the um, all the stuff sort of paid off and I'll be able to handle the mortgage. But I don't really need, I also, it's the factors. I don't really have uh, a wife. Well, actually, I don't have a wife and I don't really have a girlfriend at the moment. Uh, no kids. So I don't really mind them staying there so long as I don't have a girlfriend that's you know and one with kids or or planning on having a kid with you know said girlfriend or wife you know at which point let's say four or five years down the road that may happen three four years it could happen two years you never know I could just meet the love of my life today somewhere just change numbers whatever and get her knocked at you know six months from now that may happen however likely that would be would you know just slim but um that's my goal for this year i'm gonna really research into getting a piece of property a home uh i figure i need about 15 to twenty thousand dollars down payment to do it which i'm okay with because again, I, I plan on having renters, you know, help me with the mortgage. That's the plan, um, and you know, I'm gonna get renters insurance and all that. And then I plan on fixing up the house. So even if the renters, if I'm, if I'm shuffling them in and out, even if I have to shuffle them, uh. I can at said point, you know, hopefully, like I said, one of these trucks gets paid off in September this year, and that's $800 a month off the books, you know, so that I could switch, swap that with the house payment, you know what I mean? So it really, this V, my work vehicle that's $800 a month if I pay it off in September like 
it's supposed to the the loan is supposed to mature at that point or the loan is supposed to end if i pay it off in september that's 800 dollars there so then at that point because i pay that anyways uh then i would only need one renter at like 600 bucks so that's you know 800 and 600 that's 14 that should cover the mortgage by itself so may you know even if i only in the, am able to get one renter towards the end of next year or the end of this year then i should still be able that that should be enough but i really want two so that way i could fix the house up and not and not just actually not worry about the mortgage like i said i don't have no pending girlfriend or anything right there on my chain bugging to get an apartment that this not another thing and no roommates so and even so even if i get a girl i'm gonna you know what they, they rent here i stay here you're allowed to stay here with me you know and that's what it is you know until we have a kid or until it gets a little bit more serious or until she you know pitches in to help me with the mortgage and you know at that point the key the renters could you know kick rocks but until said point is uh that's the goal for my new year that's i'm gonna really 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 dig dig deep into this and um see how that goes uh that was my new year's i'm gonna try to buy a property and and you know just carry on with my life and i said like i said that this will be my proper but i'm gonna get a fixer upper so the property value should go up and i do hopefully believe you know 10 years from now if if i have a pile of kids and that's that point i need a bigger home and need a little a little bit more newer home or live, live in a little bit better area i can sell the house at that point and get that money and move to a better spot and just you know to me, it's nothing. I'll be 45, you know, a 30-year mortgage. I'll be 70-something when it ends. But, you know, hopefully, you know, everything goes well by that point in my life. But that's enough about the New Year's resolutions and stuff. I didn't really have other any other major goals. Uh, my New Year's went well. You know, it's 2021. Hopefully, you know, this year... We get back to some musical concerts. We get back to uh, the movies. We get back to restaurants. We get back to bars. We get back to clubs. And we have some fun this year. You know, last year kind of... For me, it was a busy year. Uh, I do miss myself. I do miss the movies. I like I like Marvel movies. You know, Godzilla. And all, all these movies got pushed back. And, and you know, Fast and Furious. And we're going to have an onslaught of entertainment, I think, this year as the vaccine rolls out. And, you know, going to having a drink with the buddies. I, I, I can't wait, you know, go going to a good restaurant again, just sitting in there, you know, eating some a steak. I want a fucking steak dinner, you know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but what I really want to talk about, I watched a couple shows uh I've watched Cobra Kai season three. Uh I've watched all of Kingdom now and then what else did I watch? 
Nothing to talk about. The Raiders season just ended yesterday. Maybe we'll talk briefly about that. Um, but yeah, let's get into let's get into Kingdom because that was a, that was what I watched. Now I've watched all three seasons. Um, and I gotta say, I thought Kingdom was more about MMA and fighting, and it and it really is. I gotta say, you know, it has its it has its pluses, but it also has its downs. Um, I kind of feel like I was waiting for them. I, I honestly, I thought there was gonna be a little bit more fighting in the show because it's based off of like an MMA lifestyle. So I, I just thought that they would have a little bit more fights. Uh, but there's not that many fights. There's less than, I think, like 10 fights through the three season. Maybe there's like 12 fights. But it's not, a, there's not that many fights. And the fights don't last like the entire episode. And granted, in a true MMA fight, even if they went five rounds for the five minutes, only, you know, 25 minutes of time. Uh, that's not even a whole episode. Nor would you watch a fight like that. But there's a lot of build-up. There's a lot of them training. There's a lot of them winning and the party beforehand, the party afterhand. Um, a lot of the stuff that happens to the fighters in between fights. Um, and all that. And the, the, main, the two main characters, Alvi... Uh, his girlfriend slash, you know, I think her name is Alice. Uh, you got Ryan Wheeler. You got Nate and Jake Kalina, which is Alvi's kids. You got the mom. You've got, um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, season one, they basically Ryan, the, the one of the main characters, Ryan Wheeler, is I guess he's an MMA fighter and he was good, but he got sent to prison because he crippled his father. Um, I don't know. They don't ever really talk about what happened. I thought they were. They kind of left that up in the air for interpretation, but I think. From what I take from it is... I guess they got into a fight about something and... I guess Ryan fucking... Like, body slammed him on his neck. They don't really, they don't show it. They don't really say But I'm assuming because he had something to do with the MMA. And, you know, they told him that he was perceived as a weapon. Obviously, he didn't get his father into a car crash or nothing like that but he, I guess he he must have done something the only thing I can think maybe he fucking yeah he body slammed him on his neck and paralyzed him from the neck down and I guess he served like four or five years in prison came out Alvi Kalina went to go talk to him about fighting again He Ryan didn't want to um, cause he was done with that. He just, 
But Avi told him, you know, that's what he does. And there's a big old thing about it, about him fighting again. And and then, you know, he had to face his demons. And he went to go visit his dad. And, and you know, they dabble in that. But the, the show overall, I'm going to say this, the show overall... They leave a lot of loose ends. Um, like in the very beginning of season one, the dad beats up these two cholo dudes. That's like the very first thing you see. And then they, for whatever reason, find out that he's in charge of Navy Street Gym. And then they go and beat up uh, Nate. I think it's Nate. And they jump him and they put him in the hospital. And then, like, then Nate refuses to tell the cops who it is. He says he doesn't remember. And then the dad finds out who it is. And so does Jay. And, you know, all this stuff happens. But the only thing that happens was that those guys got arrested. But I, they don't really say if they went to jail or, or what. Like, they don't. And then, like, the beef sort of dies down. And, and Jay was going to go kill one of them. But he doesn't. But it's just kind of weird. Like, they just, you know, they never get back to it in season two. So I'm, I'm assuming that they got arrested and that was it. But they don't say if they, I don't even know if they were arrested for beating up Nate in the first place. I don't remember. I don't, like, I watched it, but I didn't really think that it, that's what the case was. Uh, and then at the end of season one, you come to find out that Nate is, I think, bi or gay. Um, and Ryan fights and I think he wins so that's like the entirety of season one now obviously the the episodes are about an hour about like 45 minutes long and there's 10 of them so the season the season one was all right uh everybody drinks on there Avi drinks like there's no tomorrow um and he's got issues of his own, you know. The mom, the mom's on heroin. Uh, all kinds of things. There's there's a little bit of story involved there. The the mom, Nate and Jay's mom, who, Alvy's ex wife, you know. She was like, I think she was a hooker or something, and but on heroin, and she was being pimped out, and then Nate go or Jay goes to save her. They get her clean, and then. You know, and then she's living with him, and she comes back into Avi's life, and all that. Now, in season two, season two is a long season, and they bring in um, I forget the girl's name, but uh, she's like an she's like an MMA fighting chick. She comes into the picture, Ryan and. Ryan has I think he wins and I think Ryan goes Ryan becomes a champion at some point in season 2 um Nate fights I think Nate fights in the beginning of the season and he loses he gets hit in the head uh and actually he actually between his accident 
between the KO he has, and then he fought, took a fight in Fresno. He was he been hit in the head. He had actually been um, really, you know, fucked in the head for a while for most of the shit, for most of the season, and he never really got his traction back. Uh, meanwhile, Ryan Wheeler, I think, does become the champion season two, and they bring up. Uh, the girl, I can't think of her name. Let me let me see if I can find it real quick. Let me see. Cast. Yeah, it was Ali. Okay, it was Alicia Mendez. Alicia and there's Lisa Prince, Jay Kalina, Ryan Wheeler, Alvi Kalina. Nate Kalina, Christina Shelby, and so on and so forth. Oh, you know what? But Keith is my favorite character in the whole fucking thing. Uh, he stabs the man. He fucking puts his nuts on the table. His fucking fruit. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. That, that guy was fucking funny. Um, but yeah, so they help Alicia. She lost a couple fights. And then she just ended up at... Navy Street, and then they they turn her into a winner. She ends up going on like a two or three fight win streak, and she gets all the sponsors and all the attention. Her and Ryan have kind of a fling, and in some point in season two, Ryan and Jay square off like mid season, uh, and Jay takes the belt from Ryan. Because uh, Ryan's knee was a little bit banged up. And at some point, I think also in season two, Ryan kills off his dad. Uh, he just chokes him out. He doesn't, you know, his dad was really suffering from depression and he was having like these anxiety attacks. And the mom left and so on and so forth. So that was kind of a big deal for Ryan. Uh, and then he just ends up staying with Keith. The rest of the way. Uh, meanwhile, they end up fighting Jay and Ryan, and Jay wins round one. Or he wins the fight, becomes a champion, and Ryan kind of, you know, takes it on the chin. Meanwhile, they set up Alicia, a couple fights she's winning, and then. Eventually, at the end of the season, a, a lot happens. Uh, Lisa gets pregnant. And she dips out. Uh, she gets pregnant by Alvi, and that's kind of a whole thing. But she doesn't really want the kid. But you know, they had that going. And then one of um, Alvi's homies rolls up, and they had his little story too. But it was kind of the story was so so. I mean, it was kind of weird. Um, also, Alicia's sister comes into play and she starts dating Jay for a moment. Meanwhile, Nate is dating man at this point. Um, and then Ryan and Jay fight towards the end, or at the end of season two. Ryan wins. And Jay, Jay ends up 
kind of killing Alicia's sister. Uh, because they were on drugs a lot. And and then, like, when it was time to get off the drugs, she couldn't do it. Jay could. And she ended up going and trying to find drugs from, like, this random-ass dude. And he ended up being, like, some convict killer. And he ended up killing her. Um, but either anyways... Season 2 was kind of long, and I kind of felt there wasn't, again, there wasn't a lot of fighting. There's a lot of talking, a lot of bullshit happening in the background. Um, and, and again, they left some things, like, they never really talk about it. They just kind of killed the dad off in the episode, and they never really talk about... Brian doesn't even talk about it that much, and they only bring up that the dad died, like, a time or two after that. Um... And then, you know, it's just it's kind of weird. Like, even they even write off Keith a little bit, I think, in the end of season two. Or at some point in season three. Um, They write off Alicia's sister like that, too. Alicia kind of dips out, too. And, they, and you know, she dips out to another gym. She's going to leave. And then, and then she just does. Like... There's some things that they leave randomly loose. Loose ended as a motherfucker. Um, like way, way loose ended. You know, to the point where it's like. I felt that they didn't need to do. And that's that's my one knock about the show. I felt that they didn't need to do all that. They could have just kept this story a little bit more straightforward and linear. Instead of going on all these side stories that you kind of don't get back to, like Lisa's, uh, Lisa's pregnancy, she dips out for a while and then she comes back and they just said she had a miscarriage. Um, now whether or not she was actually pregnant at the time and then she didn't want her kid, but I mean they didn't really, they kind of like. They kind of just glaze over that as well. Like she comes back, and she's not with Alvy anymore, and they just kind of like, like okay, she's back, but she's obviously hurting. But you know, like out, like at some point they just move on from it. <laughs> like so I don't really get, like the writers try to throw that in there to try to, and then you know. Alvi doesn't really care that much. I mean, it's just the story is a little bit of a mess. Um, but you know, the the redeeming factors of the show is that there is fights in it, sprinkled in. That there is, I mean, it does kind of talk about MMA to a degree, um, which is kind of cool. And, and then you know, there's enough juicy parts to it. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of sex, a lot of nudity, that kind of keeps you entertained. A lot of random shit uh, happens, parties that they throw, and there's just enough to keep you there. Um, and then in season three, uh, again, there's not that much fighting. Uh, Ryan goes on a little win streak. They talk about it like he's won six fights in a row. Um, and basically, 
his contract's up and he's gonna he was trying to shop around for UFC or this and that but he ends up signing with the same people he was with uh Jay is not fighting and he ends up and they skip over that too he ends up with the girl he ends up pregnant with the daughter and they just kind of like they're the mom is back with the pimp from season one and they're now cyber pimping um Nate now full is dating full on dating uh he's the guy he was seeing it's sprinkled in season two and Alvi is fucking hookers <laughs> Oh, oh, and then uh, Alvi's buddy ends up shooting himself, and then, but nothing ever. I mean, that was kind of weird too. Like they, he just brought him in randomly, and then he just, you know, what else, whatever. Uh, like they try to tear tear Alvi down this entire time, but it, to me, it didn't. I don't know. Alvi's character was cool, but I think they could have done a better job. With with the story around him, because he was drinking from the jump, and then they try to throw all these circumstances at him, and basically, he just kept drinking. Nothing really changed with him. <laughs> like I, they would, they should have shown his descent into madness. Like maybe he wasn't drinking. Maybe, uh, you know. They should have shown his descent into madness a little bit more. I I thought. But he was already mad when the show started. And then... It just seemed like his answer was... He just kept doing what he was already... And maybe that's what they wanted to show. But I was like, okay, well... You know, whatever. And then... At the climax of season three... uh, Nate comes out to his father... That he's gay, and then they get into a little scuffle at this bar in Arizona, and the security ends up shooting Nate and killing him. And Jay and Alvi are like their relationship was already on the rocks, and then this like cemented it was going to be on the rocks. Meanwhile, Alvi the entire season three is. You know, training for this legend fight. Uh, now, I don't know if there's a season four to this. Or if there's going to be a season four to this. But supposedly, Alvi's dealing with, like, he may have this, the signs of Parkinson's or... Because his hands go numb. But they don't really show... Again, they don't really show it. They just talk about it briefly. And then the doctors pretty much tell him, hey, look, like... Go get checked out at a, at a neurologist to rule out any of these things, and he's like, "No," and he's with the, th- and he talks to the therapist all three seasons, and I just kind of feel again that that's kind of a wasted story. Like he was already mad to start, and then they just kind of kept it going. Um, and you know, so on and so forth. So, uh, do you know really get any? conclusive ending to anything in the fucking show uh, maybe they'll start tying up these loose ends um, 
as it goes on. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I can't really say. But aside from all that, again, he fights. He He's getting this Legends fight for a million dollars. And now he's like training for it. And he goes and fights. He ends up winning. And that's like they do a little thing for uh, Nate and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then he just, they take him to see. They don't invite his boyfriend, which I thought was kind of fucked up because, you know, I'm assuming they had been dating for a cool minute, so, you know, uh, and they just, they just kind of didn't allow him at the funeral, and I don't know, maybe that was written that way or what, but I felt that there was a missed opportunity there as well, um, you know, it, it it seemed like they they shot Nate out the story. Like that was supposed to be the end all, be all things at the end of season three. But there was a there was a massive misfiring. Um, and, and I'll tell you why because they just kind they involved his fight with the dad's. What, they involved Alvi's legends fight with his dad, and somehow that motivated him. Um, you know, and it, maybe it motivates Jay to get back into the ring. I, I mean, I don't know. They kind of just left it um, that the family is fractured, but the family was fractured this entire time. It was nothing new. Um, you know. It didn't help Alvy Alvy one bit. It didn't help Jay one bit. They didn't nothing. Nothing was squared away with it, other than the fact that he died. Now maybe in season, like I said, in season four they do some some other stuff. But I think it's to me some of the stuff that they do. They live it so open ended and loose ended. It's like to me, it's just it, you're just left thinking things like, well, what's if you know, like I wonder what happened, like. And a lot of good shows, they don't really do that. Um, like Sons of Anarchy. There's a lot of non-loose ends. But there's a lot of loose ends. Keith just ends up in jail. They never really talk about what happens with Ryan. Um, he's not a big fact at the end of season three. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of what it is. I mean... So oh, I have mixed reviews about Kingdom, and I think that's probably why it's on Netflix now, um, versus being on its own show. It's I don't think there's enough. I think there's two things wrong, majorly wrong with the show. Number one, there's not enough fighting. Uh, they should have they should have some of the sparring sessions a little longer. Um, I would like to see a tad less story because it be, the story becomes redundant like the dad is just drinking the entire time everything he does is he's drinking and I'm like okay well I already knew that from like season one the season three nothing changes um Ryan and his dad like either A there should have been a little bit more emphasis on that fucking thing or B uh like, they should not have even talked about it that much. You know. 
So I kind of feel like that was a missed opportunity there. The uh, Lisa's pregnancy, uh, all that thing. They should have had the kid. Then again, that was a missed opportunity there to really do something like to really change Alvi from his his constant madness to maybe trying to fix himself. Um, but his just madness just continued. So again, so there's a lot of missed opportunities there. Not gonna lie. Uh, but I mean, it was probably I give it maybe like a seven out of ten. I mean, it was entertaining. I mean, if, but I don't really know. I don't know anybody that's watched it, and I, and I probably I venture to say that's probably why nobody watched it. <laughs> Nobody's watching it because it's it's only so good. I mean, and Jay and Jay and you know is just like his dad. It's just a nonstop partying and you can't really tell he goes through like six relationships no no like six like three or four relationships and uh you know each one of them fell so he's single at the end of season three he just has a kid with a random lady uh but that's kingdom in and of itself so moving on from that we are gonna talk Cobra Kai. Okay, so Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai season three. I I loved it. Um, unlike Kingdom, they they cut out a lot of fluff, and there's. I think Cobra Kai has now found what I think is its trademark. Um. It's trademark, perhaps. The thing that, to me, that that I really enjoy about the show, they've now had, like I talked about in King, there was like a dozen fights. In Cobra Kai, there's at least, in the three short seasons, which are 30, 20-some-odd-minute episodes, um, like 25-minute episodes, there have been that I can recall off the top of my head like three or four big brawls like straight up gang brawls there's there was the tournament in season one that showcased a bunch of fights there was there's a lot more fighting in Cobra Kai than there is Kingdom there's a lot more that, that's kind and, and I don't mean to bunch those but I just finished Kingdom up a little bit ago and Cobra Kai just dropped like the other day um but there's there's so much more fighting in Cobra Kai than there is Kingdom and to me that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense and that's and I'm not shading Kingdom with Cobra Kai but Cobra Kai I think figured it out I think they're not an they're not trying to be an MMA and the kids are all in high school and there is an overall positive message to the thing, you know, as well as a heavy negative message as well. Like, I like the duality of the show that, you know, the show the show overall, Cobra Kai is not intended for adult for adults. This is more like a high school drama, kind of like your 
you know, like your, uh, not like your, your, um, sweet life of Cody and Zach or, or your Hannah Montana or anything like that. That's a little bit younger, but this is designed for like junior high, high schoolers, like that target, that's their target audience. But it does well enough to bring to bring me in. Because I watched Cobra Kai seasons one and two. And I was like, bro, this is good. They get just enough, like, hard aspects into it. Like, when I mean hard aspects, like, there's just enough adult theme to it to where... It's not just a cornball show, which it, at times it kind of is, like corny. Yeah. But there's enough for as much corny as there is. The fighting, for the most part, isn't all that corny. Like you would think it would be a little bit more corny, but I think the kids actually enjoy. The fighting aspects of it and it show it really does show because I like I said there's at least the brawl scene and to me the brawls are um to me they're like the highlights of the show. They're they're like the best and I think that's what Cobra Kai now I think that's that's what they've nailed on the head. Um, and I think there was like two or three brawls in season three. And and I, I just feel as if they really figured out what is what makes that show go um, and how and how to bring it together. Uh, like I said, the brawls, the brawls is phenomenal that that at the end of season two, obviously, Miguel was involved in the brawl with Robbie and they were fighting over the girls. They're fighting over Cobra Kai and Miyagi Do. Um, Robbie and the dad. And, I, and there was a lot of different things that led up to that brawl. I don't think there was a brawl in season one. Season one was more of like Cobra Kai's ascension back to relevancy and actually beat Miyagi Do and, and Robbie at that point. And Miguel became the champ. Season two piggybacked off of season one and just they really just opened up the playbook um, for the, you know, Robbie was working with LaRusso, which Robbie is, you know, um, not Crease. It was Johnny's. It's Johnny's kid. Is that is that right? Let me find out. Let me see. Cobra Kai cast. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie is Johnny's kid. Larusso and you know the wife Daniel and is you know Courtney are actually is Daniel's son and Amanda son, and they're the parents of of Sam or Samantha and. Um, Miguel is the neighbor of Johnny, but LaRusso ends up taking over Robbie's kid for a minute, or actually over Johnny's kid. 
Um, and and Johnny's like helping Miguel out, which is his neighbor. So there's a little tussle there. Eventually, Miguel wins. Obviously, I don't want to recap season one and two because I talked about that before. But basically, um, season three picks up right where season two left off. Um, Miguel's in the hospital. Um, we're talking about him not being able to walk initially. And obviously, they didn't. The show is not that dark. I don't think they were going to cripple him. I kind of seen that not happening. But he's out for most of the season. Cobra Kai uh, decide to... They want revenge. The brawl that happened at the end of season two. Uh, Crease basically tells Cobra Kai like look if they did that to one of you they're going to do it to all of you you need to strike first strike hard no mercy Um, obviously Miguel showed mercy to Robbie and that's why he ended up getting kicked off the second story and like fucking up his back Um, Sam also you know has scars of her own and that's played out with their, you know, uh, and you know, and it just season three really picks up where season two left off. Uh, Miguel's in the hospital. Cobra Kai is now looking for revenge, and they do get it. Um, they end up breaking um, one of the members of the Miyagi Do uh, Hawk's old friend. They end up breaking his arm. Actually, Hawk ends up breaking his arm. <clears throat> And Cobra Kai gets... They get all the top athletes from the high school. Uh, Kreese does. And <clears throat> they now join Cobra Kai. And the Cobra Kai's ranks are growing. Meanwhile, Miyagi-Do is kind of in shambles. And Miyagi-Do takes a lot of the blame for the riot at the school. Um, because Robbie goes on the run and he's the one that kicks... Miguel off, which Miguel was part of Cobra Kai, so LaRusso and Miyagi do take a lot of the heat and their the business becomes on the fritz. You know, they the customers just see Daniel LaRusso as being like this bully and these crippling kids. So it affects his business negatively. Um and he gets wind of His com his competitors at the other car dealerships are um, going. They're trying to buy them out, but they are they're trying to cut off Toyota Motors, which I would think is kind of like Toyota Motors, but just spelled differently. They're going to cut off all the vehicles going to Larusso's Auto Sales. So Daniel throws up a hail mary. He flies out. To Japan to go meet with the executives at Doyona. And there he you know he comes across some of the some of the familiar characters in in um Karate Kid, the originals. 
the girl he saves, you know, he goes and visits his the the old town he was raised. Uh, he went to go train with with Miyagi, and uh, and 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 in true in true fashion, the Japan looks like it's straight out of an anime, but it's so updated. Like Daniel San can't believe that that's the town that he went to go visit is the same town that that you know now like he hadn't been there in seemingly like 50 years maybe 40 years and so the town is completely different it's you know like it's just he's you know he's old and he just the town is so different but he ends up coming across a couple of people that he remembers like three or four people and they talk about you know Miyagi and they talk about and it's like a kind of a throwback which I like they they do that I like that they they talk about excuse me I just had some breakfast so um but yeah they talk about they go and do they do the throwback for Karate Kid uh, a lot of times and I like that they bring up some of the old characters and I like that they didn't just write off people um, and it's like a it's like a big reunion aspect to it so if you you know like me if you remember watching Karate Kid you know when you were a kid and you see it now you're like oh like they brought this person back they brought you know they brought her back they brought him back uh, like when Kree showed up, I think he shows up in the end of season one. Like, that was hard. I was like, yo, like, you know. And it's just so interesting. It's just so interesting to see that guy. The one character I kind of, I don't know if they'll if they'll get uh, Jaden Smith involved or not. But I kind of hope they do. Uh, I kind of hope that they get him involved, even though he's. He's on his own version of Karate Kid, his own timeline. But I, I was kind of hoping that he comes involved at some point. Uh, but anyways, he goes. Uh, Daniel Larusso goes to visit Diana. They tell him no, and then he visits, you know, an old town, and he gets a, he gets a good word from somebody there, and they they're gonna help him with the Diana cells. And he ends up coming back home. Meanwhile, like I said, Hawk breaks one of the... I forget who he, whose arm he breaks. He breaks... Um, Dimitri's arm. Hawk breaks Dimitri's arm. And, you know, that's like... That's in the middle of the scene. But they're fighting at... Um, they're fighting at one of the Miyagi-Do students' job in, and it's like a kind of like an arcade place. But Cobra Kai has four, three or four people there, and they and they brawl in at this guy's job. They they have a little brawl, and I thought that brawl was good too. Um, again, like Hawk breaks Dimitri's arm. And then from there, 
they have a brawl at a mini brawl at school with the you know on the soccer field uh, <laughs> you know Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do are scrapping during soccer like headbutting each other tripping each other kicking the shit out of each other but not actually fighting and then towards the end of season 3 it, towards the end of season 3 they get into a little bit of Kreese's backstory of why he's so gung-ho about it and him being in Vietnam uh, I, I thought they just showed that just so that you could see where he's coming from but basically Miguel is able to start walking again and start training Cobra Kai kicks out a few members and they become their their own unit and Robbie uh, ends up joining Cobra Kai. Meanwhile, uh, LaRusso sets back up Miyagi-Do and Johnny creates a whole new a whole new dojo called Eagle Fang. Eagle, Eagle Fang Karate, which I thought was kind of funny. So now we got a, a three-way tango going on for uh, karate dojos in in uh, in everything. You got uh, Cobra Kai, you got Eagle Fang, and now you got Miyagi Do. Um, and all the, and everything said that the end of season three, uh, you end up having. Cobra Kai has now they they've inflated their ranks to the point of like they're they're on the cusp of complete dominance. They have some of the top athletes untrained, um, but they have some of the top athletes at the at the school at the West Valley High uh, training for karate now, and they have probably I want to say like twenty kids in the ranks. Miyagi Do's got like seven students and Eagle Fang has about seven students as well. And Cobra Kai comes to square up with or actually yeah, Cobra Kai comes to square up with Miyagi Do and they and a brawl ensues at Daniel LaRusso's house. Um and they tear shit up. At which point uh Miyagi-Do is able to beat them back a little bit. It, it kind of ends in a stalemate between uh, Samantha and I. I think it's Tori. I don't know. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. But it's a stalemate between them two, and I, and I think they're going to be uh, bitter rivals going forward. And. Or actually, LaRusso and Johnny end up confronting Kreese at Cobra Kai's dojo towards the end. And they basically lay the gauntlet down for season four. Um, <clears throat> they talk about the tournament being the end all say all. And if Kreese loses the tournament at Cobra, with Cobra Kai, he'll leave. But if he wins, um, they don't say what he wants if he wins. But I think if he wins. Uh, you're gonna end up being the top dog, and and Miyagi Do and Eagle Fang will crush, you know, by itself. Uh, but anyways, back back to this brawl. The brawl to end the season was good. Uh, 
uh, it doesn't the, to me the bra doesn't look entirely like fake or like for kids because it looks like some of the kids actually slam into the furniture and into to the glass and things of that nature like it actually looks like it, it could be a good direction um but it, it the fight the fighting between the kids looks really good that's really well it's really well done um like I said I can't wait for season 4 now and I'm just thinking like damn like I just binge watched the fuck out of season 3 and in like 2 days but again I, I think Cobra Kai overall is a better fighting um uh, a better fighting series in Kingdom. Kingdom doesn't show that much fighting. Uh, Johnny is dealing with his own demons. But there's a lot of twists and turns for him as well. Uh, Allie comes back to visit them. And she is steps in the middle between uh, Daniel and and Johnny. And that, that's, that plays out a little bit. Johnny is now being with Miguel's mom a little bit. Uh, Daniel's son is on his fritz with his company when he had it. See, there's a there's a big difference between Kingdom. Daniel Larusa was the top dog to start season one, like the way the top dog, and he's slowly like they're chipping at him, and now he's coming to focus what he needs to do. He needs to beat uh, Cobra Kai, like he needs to put an end to it once and for all, and. And it's not easy for him. It's, you know, Cobra Kai is now... In, their ranks are inflated. Robbie's involved. Robbie's now fully on board with Cobra Kai. Uh, Johnny's... New Eagle Fang is just not... It's just starting up. Like, they're so far behind. And, and at the end of Season 3, they end up teaming up. They're going to team up. Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang are going to team up to try to take down Cobra Kai. And right now, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to. It looks like Cobra Kai, for all intents and purposes, should um, should pull it out season four, pending any major misfires. But um, like again, I said that uh, the brawls, the brawls, and there's like three brawls in Cobra Kai. And I and I thought they were all very well executed. Like the fight, the fight that takes place on the soccer field is not necessarily a fight, but you see what they were trying to do. And and I actually thought that was well executed because it, when the when Sam brought that idea up to the other uh, to the other Miyagi Do members, she was like, "Well, you know, um, we can." You know, we can get away with it because, you know, there's a little bit of physicality to soccer. And, you know, they start tripping each other. And I and I think that... And it looks like the karate moves, but also slightly soccer moves. You know, and... And it looks it looks fluid. Like, it doesn't look like one's forced onto the other. It looks like they actually were playing a soccer game. And, they're you know, they were kicking... <laughs> I don't know. That, that scene was really good. And then, you know, the brawl at... I think they were at, like one of the Miyagi-Do members work and they were like well we're not on school property anymore we can uh, 
we can duke it out. We can settle this. And they try. And, they, and I think they fail. Well, uh, Dimitri's arm gets broken. Uh, that's because uh, Homegirl shows up and she kind of scares Samantha out of the out of the picture. And then the brawl at LaRusso's house is like that's good too. So, like I said, Cobra Kai does that. There's so much more fighting involved in Cobra Kai than there should be. In Kingdom, there's a little bit less fighting and there's more talking like you would think would be in Cobra Kai but overall Cobra Kai season 3 was phenomenal man I mean I, I think I think they have something there um, something big and I think going forward I don't know how many more seasons they got but I, I'm assuming if they get a season 4 and a, a fourth and a fifth uh, I believe just from what I can see I believe that if if they get up to like a season five, you know, they they can probably take those same and I think they could, they should be able to do a movie out of it, um, because now you'll have enough story to warrant you know them getting on the big screen. I I think. Uh, we can get a new Karate Kid with LaRusso, with Johnny, with Chris onto the big, you know, and you don't need so much backstory to the movie, like what they've been doing for the last, that's already been handled. I think, I think if they can do, and perhaps they will, this All Valley tournament that's coming should take place in season four. Uh, but I think they can do a, a rematch of Robbie and Miguel. You know, because I, I don't think Johnny and LaRusso are going to stay together partners the entire time. But I think, they're, I think they can do a rematch of Miguel versus Robbie. And perhaps Miguel ends up on the Russo squad and maybe Robbie ends up with his dad. Or maybe it's how it was in season one I think but they think they could do a rematch and I also think they could have Sam I'm just thinking out I think if they do well enough in season four and five and I think they will because I I, I know a couple of people that watch and, and, and everybody is like onto it I, I think they can take it to the big screen and you don't need um you don't need all of the backstory that you got in seasons one and two and even three you don't need that to be in the movie um that's what i'm thinking is going to happen i i think they're going to do well enough and they're going to this is like a uh, a gofundme or a crowdfund project even though it's an actual show but this is a crowdfund to get another karate movie made and and with some of the og characters and that's where i think jaden smith comes in i think you know, they could have the tournament with some of these characters to see who's the best karate kid. I think in a couple of years. I mean, I'm just just thinking outside. I think Karate Kid has something. The brand, the franchise has something to where, you know, that's something that they can do. Um, that's what I think. That's how good the show is. 
Uh, Cobra Kai is back. Uh, it's phenomenal, man. I know. I know. I just binged the fuck out of it, and and whatnot. But if you haven't seen Cobra Kai season three, I, I'm already ready for Cobra Cobra Kai season four, uh, and possibly season five. Because I don't think I don't think everything's gonna be squared away at the end of season four. They're gonna build up the All Valley tournament, and there's gonna be a lot of twists and turns. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on from that, the Raiders. I- I'm watching the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season four. Uh, I've got like three or four episodes in. I plan on watching that this week. The rest of it. Um, I'm also watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Crunchyroll. I'm like five episodes in there. So those will be my next topics. Uh, but let me wrap this up with the Raiders season finale at Denver. Uh, 32-31 or yeah, I think it was 32-31 victory over the Broncos. Um, it was a good game, man. Uh, it's not the season I was anticipating some weeks ago. Uh, but we lost, the, you know, the, I see the Raiders overall trending the right direction. I know our defense is lackluster, and I know it's actually pitiful. But, I mean, if you're assuming that the defense can't get any worse, and the offense plays the way they do, you think there would be an improvement next year regardless of what they do. I think it's obvious that we need a pass rusher, like a, a legit outside pass rusher. Um, we need somebody to coach up the secondary. Because the secondary is all over the place. It, in times, they play well. At other times, they look like they're lost out there. I don't know how that happens. These are these are pro men that they study film, they watch. And even if the game plan isn't there, they should know to stick to your man or whatever. Like, But either either way, um, we finished 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, we lost three nail-biters, Kansas City, the Chargers, and Miami. All in the last second. So we could have easily been 11-5 and five and talking playoffs. Um, not very many blowouts. And, and just like Coach Gruden said, I watched the I watched the um, the press conference. And he said, you know what? Uh, there were handfuls of, a handful of plays away from being 11-5. A handful. And not even a handful. I think there were a play or two. There was Jeff, definitely just one play away. And the Miami game, and they're a stop away from Kansas City, and they're a stop away from you know the Chargers as well. I mean, and really, and realistically, only the Chiefs, because if we would have scored a touchdown in the in the Chargers game at the end of overtime, they would have never got the ball back. So we were. You know, we were on the cusp of winning there. Um, say what you want about how the Miami game ended, but we were seconds away from that one. The Chiefs just drove down the field. We had left too much time on the clock, but we were one defensive play away, you know, a pick or a sack away from ending that one too. 
Um, but Coach Gruden is right. The Raiders were competitive in almost every game. The only one I think that we really got whipped from drop to finish was the Falcons game. The Falcons game overall was just a game that got away from us from the jump. Um, with the turnovers, quick three nows, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, our defense was playing that game, but our offense just was not there. and It didn't... The offense wasn't there the whole game. So that was one game. That's the one glaring game where I kind of felt that we weren't doing enough uh, at all. Like, we just completely fucking got whipped from... 60 for 60 minutes uh, we were in the game with Buffalo for like two and a half quarters maybe three quarters we were in the game with New England at, at least the first half and going into the second third third quarter we were in the game with the Colts until a little bit after halftime um, so some of the we were highly competitive I mean, we were, there was only one game only the Falcons game I really felt that we really got whipped from from start to finish. I mean, so Gruden's right. They, we were highly competitive. Even as lackluster as the defense was, we were highly competitive. Uh, and I felt that that shows a lot of heart on the team. Um, while I was in seasons past, we, sometimes you get, we get ran the fuck over multiple times in the seasons. Uh, especially under Dennis Allen and under Jack Del Rio, and, you know, and Hugh Jackson was there. We were getting ran over some of these games, and even though we looked lost, but we some games we just get ran the fuck over. Uh, as odd as that would be, you know. Uh, you know whether it's I don't know, is you know Nick Foles. Uh, coming in with Philadelphia. No, who did he come in with? Man, I don't know. Like they came in and just lit lit us up for like four four or five touchdowns or six touchdowns in the one game. Like we just got blow the fuck out. Uh, Tampa Bay came and rolled us a couple of years ago. Uh, New England rolled us a few times. Um, and I just we were highly competitive this season, so I, I'm really happy there. Um, we're eight and eight, and I think we're just like I said, a handful of plays away from being eleven and five, and we we took a good step forward. Like I said, I didn't think we were ever going to do much with Gruden the first two years in Oakland because, of, politically speaking, we weren't going to go to the Super Bowl and win it while we were getting moving and getting thrown out basically out of Oakland. I think the NFL was like just get to Las Vegas and you know leave Oakland be, and we just. Contractually, that's all it was. We were just contractually there. Um, and then this is our first season in Vegas, but then we get hit with COVID. We get hit with a lot of injuries. Um, no off season, no preseason. Uh, you know, the coaches are not allowed to meet with the players. There's just a lot of things went on in this season. Uh, there's a lot of winning teams out there, a lot of eleven plus win teams, and I and I think that's kind of the case. Uh, 
that I knew that was going to happen because, like I told told my friend, it takes the defenses around the league sometimes to ca- sometimes to catch up with the offenses. The offenses got a lot of leeway, and I think that's how the NFL wants to play: more offense, more scoring. But the the true good teams, the defenses take some time to get to get rolling, like. And and like Coach Gruden said, you know, every like it seemed like every week we're playing some elite quarterback. We're playing Brady. We're playing Breeze. We're playing Matt Ryan. We're playing, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes twice a season. We're playing, you know, we played Cam Newton. We played, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. We're playing Justin Herbert twice. We're playing, you know. Baker Mayfield. We're playing every week. It seemed like we're playing some elite. We play Philip Rivers. We, you know, we play uh, two and Fitzpatrick. The like the weakest in quarterbacks are Drew Locke, maybe, and Sam Darnold. And you know, I mean, those are like the weakest quarterbacks I think we played. <laughs> I think. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just so you know. When you're when you're up against those legends week in week out, like yeah, of course Matt, we played Matt Ryan. Uh, you're up against legendary, most for the most of them are going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks probably, and you know, just it didn't take our our defense just look gassed at the end of the season like we were. Gas, but I think going forward we should do a little bit better. Get a good defensive coordinator. I'm hope you know. I've seen some names being tossed around out there, but I really hope we get <clears throat> a defensive coordinator that's able to work with some of the players. Because I don't think necessarily the players are just that bad. I think it's just a little bit has to do with some situational awareness. Um, that they got to learn from. And like they should learn from it. I don't think they're going to repeat the same mistakes next year. So we should cover up some of these late late losses. Uh, and then overall, I think we need to... Um, we need to get a pass rusher. And, and the defensive coordinator needs to be able to adapt to some of those circumstances. Like, I think we got an okay nucleus, but we need some... We need some star pieces on the defense. Uh, and hopefully we build that in the draft or free agency. Um, right now we're going to get a middle-of-the-road pick, which is fine. I, I tend to not like the the top picks because there's a lot of pressure on those picks to succeed. And s- sometimes that pressure is too much to overcome. Um, but you get these middle-of-the-road picks where they're not picked up at the top and then they get a little bit angry. That they fell so far, and then they got some sort of a chip on their shoulder, which is which is fine. Um, but yeah, that's it for the Raiders this year. It's on the basketball season. We're full on LeBron James and Anthony Davis train now. I mean, the Super Bowl. I don't really, I don't really, man. If I gotta take a stab at it, I probably think it's gonna be the Bills or Ravens versus Green Bay, and probably New Orleans. Um, so we'll see what shakes out. You know, the sexy matchup that I think the NFL is salivating. I think they want the Chiefs-Packers. But 
I think an even sexier matchup probably is is probably the Ravens and Green Bay or the Bills and the Saints. Um, it, maybe the Bills and Green Bay. There's a couple of sexy matchups out there, but it, I mean, I I don't think the Chiefs are going to repeat. So we'll see, but we'll see what happens. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but I think if the if Green Bay is going to win a championship, it would have to be this year, because literally, um, I think this is their best shot for Aaron Rodgers to get another ring. Um, but we'll see how it goes. He's having a a wild, wild year, and um, there's also. The Saints, one of their probably their last chances to get Drew Brees' ring. So I think those two teams uh, got a lot of heart trying to play for it. So um, I think the Ravens are heating up at the right time, just at the right time. The Steelers are kind of fading at the wrong time. The Bills are also peaking at the right time. The Chiefs uh, are lucky to get a bye. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So. That's it for this episode, guys. I'll get this posted up here in a little bit, and I'll catch you on the next one. Later.